0: What's good, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Real Talk with Shoot and Chalk. Well, the roller coaster ride that is the Washington Redskins football season has hit yet again one of its low points, and we've been in a pretty big state of depression, knowing that after Thursday night's game, our season is effectively over.
1: Yeah, you know it was a really tough game to watch. the The team just didn't show up across the board. Uh, you know, minus Kirk Cousins, but. Mm-hmm. It was just a really tough game. And the most depressing thing is that it really does effectively lose our season. There are some pundits out there who try and say, oh, if this happens, you could still make it. But in all reality, the season's Mm -hmm. over and it's really
0: depressing. It is. And um, it's one of those things that we have to get to this point every year. Last year, we were fortunate enough to where we can at least ride it out all 16 weeks and be interested. But. We're to the point now where you can sit back and just relax and watch the Redskins' last four games, knowing that whether you win or lose is going to make no impact on the outcome of the season. So, really, we're at a point of evaluation and hopefully signing some free agents.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's definitely something that we need to do. You know, we have to bring in some new talent. The guys that we got last year aren't doing it. Um, but, you know, at this point, I think we should just probably lose all the games that we have left. I mean, really, getting a higher draft pick is probably the number one priority for us. There's really nothing else to play for. So going out and winning a bunch of games really isn't going to help us. Um, and, but, you know, the games are going to be tough to watch uh, from a fan perspective. Normally, we get all hyped up and get crazy about it. But this time, we're just you know, going to be sitting back and relaxing and watching it.
0: Yeah, and to clarify what Chute is saying, no, we're not going to stop watching the games. We're definitely, no, definitely watching not
1: watching them,
0: and uh, it just won't be the same amount of intense anticipation where we literally stand the entire game analyzing every play. I think la- halfway through last Thursday's game, it was one of the first times in my life where I actually used my recline yeah. during a Redskins football game. And, you know, it is what it is. I mean, it you could chalk it up to a lot of different things. And I actually wrote a column for Cover 32 Redskins that hopefully will come out at some point later this week, but called uh, The Season That Could Have Been. And you've watched this team and there's been flashes of what we could have done, like when we went into Seattle and won there. and when we beat the Raiders at home, and so there's things that we've done that have been really good that show that we could have been a special team, but when you have over an NFL record, 22 different offensive linemen rotating in, and we're not even, four. there's still four games left, so we're going to rotate some more, so, you know, when you look at things like that, and just the lack of consistency from a lot of people that we thought were going to show up, you know, Jameson Crowder and stuff like that and Rob Kelly, they were really no breakout stars like we were hoping for. So I'm not surprised, but it, it is disappointing knowing that when you see us go down the field in nine plays and 87 yards, you know, against the Cowboys when you need to, like, man, this is a good-looking team. But we only see flashes of it at this point.
1: No, you're exactly right. That's exactly how it how it's played out the entire year. We see these flashes where, like you said, we go down the field like it's nothing and score mm. and we look really good and we're like, wow, you know, we, we do have a pretty good team. But again, if you're not watching the games every game, every snap, you're not seeing that. You're only seeing the highlights where we get our butts whooped and play terribly on national TV, which isn't anything new. But, you know, it's just really depressing to to be behind a team and then see these flashes and then nothing materializes long-term mm. and they, they can't produce any sustained type of victory. Oh, there's no question. Victory. Yeah, I mean... So, you know, the, the but the really depressing thing about this is that we yeah. all know that Kirk Cousins is definitely going to leave after this season. Um, you know, the way we treated him throughout the year and the way that he's performed, um, you know, again, they continually ask for more, and he just keeps doing it. So he's definitely gone.
0: Yeah, and I think, honestly, to the point now where it's just out of spite, it's not going to be because I don't think the Redskins are going to want to pay him. I think they'll eventually cave and pay him, whether it be a tag of $34 million or mm-hmm. somewhere in the annual salary of $28 million. He, It doesn't really matter. I think that... He's just fed up with everything that's going on here that's constantly being blamed upon him when it's not his fault. You know, you when you go to look at extending his contract, you really do have to look at this year and think of last year as a different time. Mm-hmm. I mean – the the interception against the Giants in the last game of the year is going to haunt him and same with losing to Carolina at home on Monday night. But at the same time, what he's been able to do this year, I mean, he is taking a step forward in this progression as a quarterback. So he is significantly better than he was last year. I think if the Kirk Cousins that is playing right now was on last year's team, we're a significantly, you know, playoff deep type Redskins football team last year. But, you know, he's going to get paid, and I just think that what's going to happen is Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen just hate the fact that they're wrong and they're stubborn and they don't want to um, make this easy for themselves for some weird reason. I don't understand it because everyone in the media clearly thinks that Kirk Cousins should be paid. It's not just me and you, fans of the team. I mean, you're talking about pretty much everyone. Anyone who has half a brain will say – you, The Redskins would be just complete idiots to let him leave, and it would definitely be the biggest mistake in the Dan Snyder era, in my opinion, if Kirk Cousins leaves. So I don't understand how they can be hearing this outcry, and then there's still questions, and they still say they need to see five more games. What? No.
1: You don't need to see five more games. Well, you know, I think part of that, too, is the fact that the media is just trying to stir the pot. They've been mm-hmm. doing that forever. Um, and the fact that they put any blame for this loss on Kirk Cousins is out, out of control. I mean, he was the only reason that game was not 50 to nothing. Um, we should we should have never even been – we would have mm-hmm. never been close without him. So, the fact that they're just uh, trying to say all that, they could be just stirring the pot. But I really hope that that's not yeah. what they think. They just need to sign this guy just, just freaking pay him. Pay him already. I'm tired of having to deal with this. I'm tired of having to look at this. I just want him to be paid and be taken care of. And let's move forward and get somebody good in the draft.
0: And see, what concerns me is that if this this leak, so to speak, that came out and said that they're still need to see the five more games, mm-hmm. if that is true – I mean, if that is not true, and Dan and Bruce are sitting back like, oh, we didn't say that, then I feel like they should have come out to the media and been like, hey, yeah, that's not true. We didn't say that, but they're not doing that. So – it does lead me to believe that those two dummies really think that that they need to see more, which I don't understand why. And yes, you can give me the argument that you can quantify a quarterback by if they win. Okay, that's fine. But at the end of the day, you can't win when you have you barely even know half your teammates because you're just that injured. It's been so unbelievable that you know I put a tweet out and it was like guys getting in the huddle in the game and it's like oh good to meet you like I think that's really how it is at this point we're just running out of bodies and to say that it's if Kirk Cousins deserves his contract then the Redskins should have won more games in the NFC East and all this that's just ridiculous in my opinion you still know what he's been able to do he's second in the league in passing yards with absolutely no
1: help yeah and I agree I think a lot of those criticisms ring a lot more true last year when he has 2,000 yard receivers catching the ball but this year he has literally nobody around him so you know all this argument on whether or not he's a good quarterback I think Mm -hmm. he's put that to bed and I'm tired of hearing about it get him paid sign him up make it long term so that we have him and then this problem is taken care of and then we'll move forward and start picking up some pieces around yeah. him because that's what we need to make him good.
0: Yeah, and like I said, I mean, just just suck it up and do it. Write it off as a business, business exactly. expense. You know, put your ego to bed and just, you know, welcome him and embrace him as the franchise quarterback that he is because there's no denying that he is one. I mean, whether it's here or somewhere else – What scares me is that if he does hit free agency, he's going to go to a team out in Denver or in Jacksonville, and they're going to be like, it's going to be like a college recruiting visit. You know, they'll have his picture on the Jumbotron, (laughs) and they'll be like, this is the press release that we're putting out for you. You know, we love you. You're the man. You're our future, blah, blah, blah. We're here in Washington. It's just like, oh, yeah, show us more after you've broken every single franchise quarterback record year after year after year. Yeah. Uh, What are you talking about? So. But, yeah, shoot, I don't know if it was the same for you, but it was for me. One of the absolute worst things about watching that game on Thursday night was not only the fact that we lost, but the fact that everything that I said that needed to happen for the Redskins to win the game, the Cowboys did those exact same things. They, I said they needed to get turnovers, so they got three. And I said they needed a big play on special teams, well, so the Cowboys freaking returned to punt, which is incredibly rare in the National Football League. I was just hoping for... A big return, but Jameson Crowder went the exact opposite way and fumbled his third punt return of the season.
1: Yeah, you know, it is really, really depressing, especially the way you mentioned that. But we've, you know, we've kind of joked about this a few times, but we did actually want to bring it into the podcast now because it has become a pattern that. It looks like our podcast is cursed. Oh, yeah. Like, seriously. (laughs) Ever since we started this thing, every single prediction we've made, not only does it not come to fruition, but the exact opposite happens. So, you know, it's super frustrating. And, uh, you know, it was just like like you said with the Cowboys game, my prediction for the Eagles game Mm -hmm. where I thought we would go in there and win and, and the exact opposite happened. We got stomped on. So, I don't know. Maybe we're cursed. We're worse than Sports Illustrated. We've only been around for two months, and we've already done more damage. Well, yeah, I know. And
0: like, and that's why we did the episode with the superstitions. So, if anyone who knows us or if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that we are weird about this kind of stuff. But I promise you, this has been going on our entire life. We've been jinxing each other yeah. in our favorite things. So, hey, if there's something out there that you really want to happen, let us know. <laughs> we'll say it's not going to happen, and then it will happen for you because, obviously, our, exactly. our curse is legit. So. Um, yeah, once
1: it's on the pod, it, it's <laughs> out there in the universe and we're, everybody's screwed. Yeah.
0: So just hit us up. Give us a comment. Let us know what you want to have happen for you. But yeah, I mean, we'll just see how the things pan out over the next uh, four weeks. I think that they need to shut down some key players and let Trent Williams rest up, get his surgery on his knee. I think that's important. I also think that the Redskins need to sign Zach Brown now, which there were rumors yesterday that they've started those conversations. I think that's something that needs to happen before the season comes up because not only you don't want anyone to even have a chance to bid on this guy, he's leading the NFL on the tackles, but that might be something that they can show Kirk, like, hey, look, man, you know we're assuring up your defense for you. So that they make plays now, they'll know how much money they have, and that can build some faith moving forward. But really – we're gonna start a running out of things to talk about for Redskins football, so uh, I don't want to start doing any type of draft hype until we get the season completed and know what we're picking. So we're gonna be transitioning to some different stuff a little bit on the podcast, and um, that's why you've been seeing all those live streams that we've been putting out. So when you mm-hmm. get the notifications, check those out. But um, we're gonna add some new segments moving forward. So just uh, let us know what you think as we go, but one thing that has happened when me and chip were doing the live stream i don't know if anyone caught it um we finally got our first win in fortnite battle royale live on our youtube channel which was so lit but we were talking playing this game and fortnite is essentially the hunger games
1: really so yeah i mean it really is you know you look at not just that game but also player unknown battlegrounds i mean this formula for a video game this battle royale formula has really blown up in the last what you say a year months. yeah a year yeah i mean 6 months to mm-hmm. a year yeah i mean it's it's become super popular and it's shocking to me that nobody has developed a Hunger Games version of this I like don't know. They basically took your idea from your movie and your book Mm -hmm. and made it work in a video game, so literally all you have to do is import your skins and your characters, (laughs) and hello, you're going to make—it's just a pile of money sitting somewhere that nobody wants to go collect it. I don't don't get
0: it either, man, because, like, you look at, like, The Simpsons, they have a video game, but then you have The Hunger Games— game is in the name, like how when they made that movie, let alone when she wrote the books, but, you know, when they made the movies, uh, how was the Lionsgate, whoever owns the rights to this, not like, yeah, this is definitely a video game. Right, I mean,
1: you randomly can, you, can, you com- could randomly spawn yeah. in from the ground, like you don't have to parachute like the, the PUBG or, or Fortnite, mm-hmm. but, you know, you could adapt it to be just like the movie oh, and let sure. these people, let all your fans live this, you know, movie out. I mean, it'd be sick. Yeah, so... If anyone out there has any idea how to make a video game and
0: just wants some For help getting some publicity so we all can become super rich, let us know. We'll, we'll uh, figure out a way to get this Hunger Games game made because I just could only imagine, Just even if you have the the two arenas from the books, that's two maps. Right. Fortnite only has one. So you already got Fortnite beat right there, and you just co- copy the exact same formula, and it would be so much fun to play, man. Running around with a trident? Are you kidding me? That would be so sick.
1: Right, I mean, it would be it would be tight, especially because all the weapons would have to be in the central area. Mm-hmm. So you're going to force people to either fight or go out and survive in the wilderness,
0: which is a big it part of like Fortnite. Awesome. What me and you always talking about is it more about surviving or is it more about getting kills? You know, when right. you play Fortnite or and or PUBG, we just don't talk about that. It's just more of a computer game at this point. It's going to go to Xbox soon, but neither of us care about Xbox, so we're only really right. going to talk about Fortnite. But you know, it's just as important to just hide and take your time be patient and you would have saw that if you watched this play because you just kind of let everyone else fight it out just like katniss does in the beginning of hunger games she's like uh i'm brought into the woods so i'm yeah. gonna hide in a tree and let all these pro people kill everybody first and then i'll worry about the end later so it is how you play these games and uh, to that end you know with hunger games and all that like i said uh, last week, Chute and I are going to introduce some more um, segments about the books and fantasy novels that we all think you should be reading because they're that good. You know, we're not just going to say you should try them out. These are like must-read books. So we're yeah, going yeah. to start talking more about that stuff moving forward.
1: Yeah, really. You know, one of our one of our other passions, people may not know, is, is we do read books. I know that's shocking to some. <laughs> um, but I also listen to a lot of audiobooks too. Like, you know, music – to me like listening to the radio and stuff on the way to work i would rather just listen to a book and continue that story um you know a day-to-day but the one that uh, i really wanted to talk about because the one that we're listening to right now or, or reading right now is the stormlight archive by brandon sanderson it's a we're in the third book right now he just released it uh i think last month it's called Oathbringer, um but it is a great series to to really just kind of, it's really different from most stuff that's out there, wouldn't you say, Chuck? Oh, it's
0: way different. I mean, it's got elements for pretty much every type of person who likes a book, whether it's just a good story, it's got that, multiple characters. There's some element of magic, but it's not really magic, so if you're kind of along the lines of that type of fantasy novel person, uh, it's not necessarily going to be magic, but there is an element of power in there, and it's just compelling storytelling, so it's definitely something to you know, give a shot if you're in that realm of fantasy novels. Um, you know, Brandon Sanderson is one of Shootin' his favorite authors, the dude who's just been killing it under the radar for years now. He filled in for Robert Jordan to finish the Wheel of Time uh, fantasy mm-hmm. story, which is widely known as one of the best fantasy epics of all time. So to be a guy who was just pulled off the street essentially to finish this insanely massive story. But do it so well that you don't even know he's the one writing it compared to Robert Jordan. Now he's doing it on his own. He's writing his own epics. So it's definitely something to work check out. But.
1: Yeah, and his, his work, you know, again, just real quick, he, he's got four or five different series out and he produces books for each of them every year. So yes. You know, we've we've read one, Mistborn, definitely worth Mm -hmm. checking out. But they're all so different. Mm -hmm. And one of his his, uh, things is he's known as the magic system guy. All of his books have different types of magic or at least some type of power to it. Um, But he is definitely one of the best out there right now. So highly recommend Stormlight Archive. Uh, You know, you can get into it. They're pretty long, but, you know, definitely worth the read. You know,
0: and anyone who knows... Me particularly, I don't know how often you complain about this, shoot, But with the popularity of Game of Thrones, like I just cannot stand George R. Martin. Not because I don't think he's a good author; I just think he's lazy. And yeah, I agree. Be, simply because of the fact this dude has been making his fans wait for forever to get his final book, I just can't stand it. So um, we could have a rant, a whole episode on that if we wanted to. But anyone who knows me would know that because I make it very. <laughs> Um, open about it when people talk about the show. So, yeah. because of how much Brandon Sanderson writes and puts out content for his readers, because of that, you know, he's worth just checking out. He's going to keep giving you stuff. You're not going to to wait seven years for a story, just like George R. R. Martin does. But, exactly. you know, either way, um, we'll kind of get into more of that stuff later in other episodes. But, you know, with today being Sunday uh, and the end of all the conference championship games, we have to talk about the college football playoff, obviously because my boys, Alabama, snuck in there right at the end.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, I've seen on social media there are a lot of salty o- mm-hmm. Ohio State fans. Blake Dog included. Him, let them
0: be salty. I love it.
1: Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I completely agree. You know, the, the, the one loss that Alabama has is not as bad as the two losses that Ohio State mm-hmm. has. So, in all reality, I don't want to hear that Ohio State's a better team. They're not. They got crushed by Oklahoma, and... Oh, Alabama's uh, has two losses over two years, yeah. and they've been in the top four or at least in contention for the top four since the playoffs have started. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to hear I don't want to hear about Ohio State. I'm sorry that they didn't get in. It sucks that they didn't. The best remedy for this is to expand the playoff to eight teams, so there really can't be. An
0: yeah, um, power five conference winners get in with three at large bids. I think that solves our problems. But for anyone who's out there who's going to try to come argue that Ohio State needs to get in, I'm just going to tell you Iowa beat you by 30 points, period. You lost another game. That's two losses. If you don't lose to Iowa, then, yeah, you're in. But you can't lose by 30 points to Iowa and try to say that you deserve to be in over Alabama, who has been, you know, I'm going to read these stats to you. They've been the top number one seed for 13 out of 14 weeks in the AP poll and earns 80.3% of first-place votes in four weeks in the AP voting, and only loses one game this season, let alone only lost the one game last season they lost was a national championship game. And this game right. they lost this season was against the number six team on the road. So, And, and the Iron Bowl. Like, anyone who knows anything right. about Alabama football or college football in general, the Iron Bowl in itself is a conference championship game. So, Yeah, 100%. And so the fact that they lost there in that environment, it's – It's not that bad of a loss than getting blown out by 30 points to Iowa. So to me, Alabama getting in is a no-brainer. I also think the committee was sitting there thinking, hmm, how can we make more money come the playoff? Let's have a rematch of the national championship last year again. Duh. Yeah, so obviously. there's obviously an element to that too. So don't give me the argument that there there shouldn't be two SEC teams in the playoff because Georgia definitely deserves to be there. They won the conference, but the other team also has been like you're saying in national championship contention for eight years in a row. Their head coach is Nick Saban. They're going to come to play. You don't have to worry about someone getting you know flopping and not showing up like Washington did last year when they got in. They're, that's what they're worrying about is that you know a bad a bad semifinal game does not make a good championship game so they're just trying to make the most competitive one out there I think Dabo Sweeney wasn't happy when he heard that Alabama guy yeah hurt. no
1: he was definitely not he was definitely not happy the about revenge
0: that. element let alone the how good Alabama team can be when they have this much time to get healthy that's a big thing that a lot of people don't realize is that going into that Auburn game Alabama was very injured so now they got about a month to get healthy and they're going to roll in. They got a chip on their shoulder because they lost the national championship, and the fact that they almost didn't even get into the playoff. There was a conversation that they weren't going to get in. I think they're going to be ready to play, and we'll be seeing them play for the national championship. Which I would not be surprised if it's against Georgia.
1: Well, you know, now that you said all that, it's definitely not going to happen because oh, it's okay. of the Pod. But, <laughs> what was I doing? What. Oh, no. You know, I think that's – I think that that – nope. I'll balance it out here. Clemson's so I think gonna win. Clemson's going to smack them <laughs> oh, uh, right in the face. And, uh, you know, maybe they'll win the national championship. So, yeah. you know, who knows. Um, but, no, I do think that Clemson is a good team. And I think that this is going to – you know, sets up to be a better playoff mm. than it would have been. Um, you know, but, again, I don't, I don't think that you can argue, especially, you know, we talk about this and this gets underplayed, but – FSU that first game that Alabama played versus FSU mm-hmm. literally ruined their entire season.
0: Literally, so the head coach just left to go to Texas A and M because
1: Alabama broke their quarterback's leg. Exactly, <laughs> so, that's exactly how it went down. They, so yeah. they definitely deserve to be there, and it's going to be a good. It's going to be a good. Yeah,
0: uh, I mean, going into the season, it was like this is the most hyped up first game of the year. How's it going to impact the re- the remainder of their season? If you know you lose in that first game, does that knock you out of playoff contention? With the idea of thinking that both teams are undefeated come this – today, actually. you know, they were With the assumption that Forest State was also going to run the table because that's what they are supposed to do being the number three team in the country. Well, you play Alabama in the first game of the year and your season is completely over. you barely become yep. bowl eligible and you have to find a new head coach in the first time in 42 years. Not a good season for the Forest State Seminoles. No. So don't – hey, any team out there trying to make a statement, don't play Alabama in the first game of the week okay it's not it's not a good idea <laughs> That's
1: smart. but yeah you know, I,
0: I did watch a little bit of that oklahoma game and i think baker mayfield is also another guy who's got chip on his shoulder so i would not be surprised to see oklahoma be a very very tough team to beat they could easily win the national championship so i think it's no, I, I think it's going to be some compelling new year's day bowl games now that we know um, who else is out there whoever ohio state plays in the miami game i'm sure it'll be good so Definitely getting into being the best part of the year as a college football fan. We get to do our confidence pool picks. So, oh, yeah. it's um, going to be a good time. Well, I'm sure we'll address a little bit of that next week because we've got to make those picks soon. But, um, you know, hopefully I'm going to say I'm not going to win the confidence pool. You know, I'm going to be terrible this year. I'm going
1: to get last place. So Yeah, so uh, <laughs> we'll see how the we'll curse holds up. We'll see if the up. curse is actually true now, right? right. We'll see. Now That's that we my, have the curse on – on record, we'll see if it actually is my follows my official through.
0: prediction. I will get last place in this year's confidence pool.
1: But, well, I hope ha- I hope that's actually
0: what happens. Well, so
1: that would be well, even better. Come on,
0: Curse. Let's see what, we, what you got for us. But once again, <laughs> guys, we appreciate you tuning in. Um, comment below. Don't forget to like and subscribe, and also give us a follow on social media. I'm at A seventy three. Shoot is at Mister C. We appreciate it, and come back next week for a real talk with Shoot and Chop.